Hello, this is Joe, the Connection Counselor, and today on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Welcome back to Season 16 of Executive Presence Morsels. This is Episode 156. I promised you uh, in our last episode that we'd lighten it up and we'd talk about monsters. And so this whole week, our theme is vampires and what vampires can teach us, uh, metaphorically or figuratively speaking, about leadership and executive presence. Now, this is one of those topics when I was coming up with it, I was like, eh, maybe I don't want to do this, but you know what? I'm just going to go for it and maybe you'll like it and maybe it'll be enjoyable and maybe you'll hate it. Um, but I'm still going to do the same thing, which is to try to deliver you, deliver to you helpful, insightful executive presence concepts in five to 10 minutes. And if you don't like it, we'll have a new theme next week. So I won't torture with, torture you with it. Um, unduly uh, at a, you know, at a too long, <laughs> a little bit tongue tied today. And anyways, let's talk about what it means to sell like an vampire and why it's important to be invited in. Now, in some versions of vampire stories, and they use this a lot uh, in the show, The Vampire Diaries, vampires can control the minds and actions of others by telling them what to think, what to remember, and what to do. Now, if you're human, like me, you've probably wished you had this power on more than one occasion, but alas, we live in reality. Now, the thing is, you actually do have a sort of power of persuasion, and you know you've yielded it throughout your life. You wouldn't be alive anymore if you had never been able to persuade anyone of anything. However, Sometimes it seems like that power just disappears and you don't have it at all. And other times it seems like the easiest thing, right? And when people resist, you just feel so powerless. You're like, wow, I just can't convince this person of anything, right? Now, the key to that sort of persuasion and influence and selling has to do with manners and timing. And again, we'll take a cue from a fairly universal vampire rule, which is no vampire may enter a home unless they are invited by the host. So that's like a theme in The Lost Boys. I think it's in The Vampire Diaries. It's in a lot of vampire movies and TV shows. Now, I'm not advising you to go to someone's house to persuade them and, you know, wait for them to invite you into their house and then, you know, do your do your pitch. Um, this is more to illustrate how persuasion of another human being actually works. Now, it's important to understand when you persuade someone, you're not actually defeating them. Like you're not winning by scoring more points like in a game. All you're really doing is getting getting them to think in a new way, right? Because if they were thinking the way you wanted, you wouldn't have to persuade them. Um, so getting them in, to think in a new way, which agrees with what you think when before they didn't. And when it comes to selling someone on something, there's an added ingredient. It's that the new thinking leads them to want to act on that, on a perceived need, right, in their thinking, and realizing that perhaps you or your company are the best person to fulfill that need. So whether it's a widget, buying a car, a professional service, catering, you know, etc. And voila, they realize that, 
you happen to be the right person and look, a sale is made and everyone gets everything they want. Now, where we often fail is when we try to barge in when we haven't been invited yet. And that's a no-no for vampires as well as for selling and persuasion. Now, what do I mean by that? So if I were to simplify for purposes of this illustration, there would be three steps to selling like a vampire. Step one, have a conversation that gets the person thinking in a new way. Not to manipulate them, but more to expand their view of the world and things and information, right? So it's additive. You're giving them something. Two, step two, generate curiosity about your value add, right? Whether it's your opinion or whether it's something you're trying to sell, generate that curiosity where they're like, oh, uh, tell me a little bit more about that. I'm, I'm curious, right? And third, and this is the key, get invited in to help, right? How often do we try to provide help when we have not yet been invited by it because one, they don't think they need the help and two, they don't really care or know what we can do. We're just kind of imposing it on them and trying to convince them that yes, of course, they should accept our help. You haven't been invited to help yet. So that's the key. So that's that's why I said manners and timing, right? That people have to come to that at their own time and when they get to that, they invite it to you and you come in at the right time with your help, and more often than not, there'll be an alignment, and there'll be a sale, and more important than that, just for teams and leadership, this is how you create connection and collaboration and teamwork. So a lot of what I talk about, in addition to executive presence, is also connection, and how do you work well on teams, especially teams with really smart, well-educated, very experienced people Yet they cannot see eye to eye and they cannot work together. And no manner of degrees or trainings can really get them there because they are not operating in a way that has that manners and timing where you can get to the same agreement at the right point in time. What I'd love you to do today is the next time you want to persuade, influence, or collaborate with someone. Just pause for a second and ask yourself, are you waiting till you are truly invited or are you breaking the vampire invitation only rule? And be brutally honest with yourself. Do you have the patience, right? Do you feel that it's even necessary? Are you able to respect the other person enough and long enough to wait to be invited and walk away if the invitation doesn't? come. My name is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and thanks for listening to Executive Presence Morsels. Remember, it's not what you say, do, or wear. It's how you make people feel that generates executive presence. Nothing else matters. If you'd like, please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode Brought to you by our sponsor. Hi, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Imagine this scenario. The good news is you've been promoted and now you have a team to manage. The bad news is you've been promoted and now you have a team to manage. 
managing other people can be a little bit like parenting in that there's no manual on how to do it, and often you can get different results depending on who happens to be on the team. And there's few challenges more difficult than having an insubordinate subordinate. And some people may think the easiest way is to just fire them, but that often doesn't speak well to your leadership, and it isn't always within your power to do so. So in our next Connection Counselor Workshop on February 23rd at 11 a.m. Eastern, we're going to tackle how to handle this tricky situation in a way that holds people accountable, gets good results, and also keeps high morale with that person and also with the greater team. If you're interested in joining us, please register. You can sign up at www.joquanjo.com slash workshop. See you soon. Hi, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and welcome back to Season 16 of Executive Presence Morsels, and this is Vampire Week. Let's start out with an obvious statement, but for a lot of people, it seems to conflict with reality, or at least what we kind of want to believe. And that is, anyone who has accomplished anything worth accomplishing has failed miserably at times along the way, and often they failed a lot. Now, this isn't often advertised or praised for various reasons, but it is real. And if you have uh, an intimate, vulnerable, honest conversation with anyone who is at the top of their game, they each have their own story of failure or failures that they recovered from on their way to the top. Now, one trait of vampires is they Have you ever shared a great idea only to be ignored or have someone else take the credit? Why do some people consistently seem to advance faster? Have you ever implemented performance feedback and expected things to change, only to have a new hurdle placed in front of you? I'm Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. After years of coaching clients and while writing my book, Unlock Your Executive Presence, I discovered executive presence is the key to unlocking your career. But what is it? How do you get it? And can it be taught? In my online course, Executive Presence and the Diversity Dilemma, we explore how executive presence works. You may be surprised to learn, as was I, that it has nothing to do with what you say, do, or wear. Most courses fail because they only teach you how to copy executive presence. We'll start off by revealing how it actually works, which is based on how you make people feel. Next, we'll explore the six degrees of executive presence, which will help you generate it on demand. Finally, we'll cover how to make your authenticity an asset, the power of introverts, and generating executive presence in virtual meetings. If you are a high potential professional with the skills to advance, but who is struggling to get the right attention, then this course is for you. The first module is free, so join us today on udemy.com so you can be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to share the rest of the episode with you. Join us next time for another tasty 
Executive Presence Morsel. So.